From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. And we are, this is the uh, day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we're glad to have Jane Lee, God's Heart and Hands Ministry, joining us in person. Thank Unmasked. you. Unmasked. Unmasked. <laughs> and the real person. Thank you. It's a blessing to be here. It is. It's a blessing to not. Well, eh, I'm, I'm still wearing a mask in grocery stores and things. Just just okay. doing it. Just doing it. Yeah. Some yeah. people are. Some people aren't. Yep. Yes. There you go. But We're God welcome. is in all of it. We're all yes. looking for God. Yes, indeed. We Running are. towards holiness, as I say. Running, Running towards holiness. Running towards holiness. Sprinting. <laughs> Day by day. Yes. Well, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Surviving the summer. I am. It's been great. It's yeah. been great. Yes. I yes. love the summer. People complain about the heat, but I don't. Mm-mm. No, I love it. I love it too. I love all the seasons. I love whatever God does, honestly. I really do. And that's and, and God's heart and hands ministry is really, it's all about parenting and seeing parents as God's heart and hands. But really to do that and do it well and to raise our children, especially in the world of such uncertainty and very rapid change, is to look for God, to see God in everything and every moment and every day. And um, to talk about it at night during family dinner and to, to shut off the TV and talk to the kids. Where did you see God? Where did you see a prayer answer. Where did you mm-hmm. see a yearning that you hadn't turned into a prayer? That was something that was really on your heart, but you hadn't formulated it yet. Can you look back and where did where did God answer it and show you that He's by your side? The Lord is yeah. always by our side, and that's the the most tangible way I think to to show our children the holiness in the day. Yeah, showing your children, and and you know, so I think just integrating God into your everyday conversation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's oh, I'll say a prayer for you. You got you got that math exam, or mm-hmm. or uh, be careful on the way to way to school, or uh, join hands before they go off to school and just say a quick prayer for a great day. You know, mm-hmm. just where um, where it's so obvious to your kids that God's real in your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they think you're just flapping your lips, just making things up, mm-hmm. or just saying platitudes mm-hmm. um it's one thing to have a great day it's another thing to say let's say a quick prayer mm-hmm. you know? and they really do sniff it out don't they very oh, yeah. young I mean, they if, know if, if we're if, doing if it if they know you that you don't really buy what you're saying that you kind of feel like well i guess i should mention that or something but mm-hmm. but if if they know that you don't pray or you don't maybe you sort of believe in god kind of maybe mm-hmm. Um, then, and, and as the kids get older, it's really nice t- to have philosophical discussions when they've got questions mm-hmm. and you say, yeah, let's have at it. Right. Last away. Let's right. talk, mm-hmm. you know, rather, rather than, I know some parents have a different idea, um, rather than say, no, this is what we believe and you're going to believe it. And, right. you know, um, I think discussing why you believe it mm-hmm. and there's so much evidence of the life of jesus of the death of jesus the resurrection of jesus there's so much evidence of god in the universe that um you'll ultimately i don't i don't, I don't know if wins the right word but you'll ultimately be convincing in every argument mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially i find having discussions with my kids when they have questions 
is a way for them to really realize just how firmly you are rooted in the faith and just mm-hmm. just how firmly that you're not you're not challenged by questions. Mm-hmm. And you if you don't you, know, you, it's you not walk, a problem. Yeah. It's not an issue. And you, the, you, you mentioned you welcome them. You welcome them. Yes, the, the, the truth is unafraid. Well, you know, it's like right. it's like why why do I demand you believe something? I'll just show you why I believe it. Right. And if I don't know, I will find the information for you. Yeah. Even my adult children are coming back because society is is pointing up different things and and coming down to a razor thin difference and then expanding on what they think is a difference and then bringing that saying, well, what about this? Well, that's not something that I've taken back to the to the roots, but I know people that have or know how to find out in the resources within the church. And when you mentioned some parents are not open to that, I think it's especially crucial right now because society, the enemy through society, through social media and so on is trying to dilute, to pull them away, to just just um, add a little bit of confusion, to put a little sand in front of their eyes or just to weaken the foundation they have. And we as parents have to be open to things that we never expected that our parents didn't have to worry about. And so I would offer that it's really crucial now that it's seeing parents and parenthood, the role of of parents and the job, truly a job. Elon Musk just came out and talked about motherhood being a job and and the importance of it. It's just nice to have that backup again. But we have to see that we stand in the the chasm, excuse me, between God and our children. And if we are not comfortable with with what they're going to say and allow them to say it and be able to come back and and even say i don't know but i'm going to find out for you yeah i mean they're exposed to all this stuff you know they say well you're not going to have your kids forever well you will Mm -hmm. if if you're if you're open to what their concerns are yes you will very much uh my oldest son my oldest daughter are adults with kids of their own and uh they can't wait to visit and, and talk and discuss, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know. So we and, don't have them in the sense that we're still forming them. Right. But we have them in the sense that they know they can come to us to navigate. Yeah. And they know they know from long life experience that I'm going to tell them the truth as I see it. Mm-hmm. And and you can you can challenge it. You can say, well, there's no evidence of that. And I go, well, you may be right. And some of this is based on faith, mm-hmm. you know, but it's also based on reason. It's also based on fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, and then you tell me something that you think is a fact. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with God or, or religion. Uh-huh. You know, tell me something that you think is a fact. Mm, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess what's the composition of salt? Okay, you can say, yeah, you okay, we'll agree on that. Okay, right, well, right. Well, what about this or what about that? What mm-hmm. about, you know, um, I'm I'm sure that James Webb Telescope one day mm-hmm. is going to see God the Father sitting on the throne smiling. Isn't that fascinating? It's going to go so far back. Right, and and science tries to take that and say, well, see, there is no God. But I think because God wants us to have faith, He's never going to show it, show us himself in the absolute where there's not going to be faith required because he wants us to search for him. He wants that faith, not to where it's just cerebral, like, okay, it's all done. Now, you know, you know, everything. No, we have to trust. We have to strive. We have to have faith. And so when, and I'm also noticing because we do that with our children, because I do the same thing in the social situations, their friends know that they can say things Mm -hmm. and bring things to us. And so that it's because they're trying to vet it because the world right now is not 
at least in our country, um, at least the, the expectation is being created that you can't have a polite social discussion without some pretty strong ramifications. Like, wait, 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 we're just trying to sort this out together. Yeah. But when you, when you become known as a safe person, especially being a math tutor because I work with so many high schoolers, when you become known as a safe person where they can just say something and like try to figure it out. Yeah, it's, it's not that you're accepting what they're saying as truth. But you're accepting that this is what they think, and this is what they feel, mm-hmm. and and that's a sort of step one. Mm-hmm. Rather than having everybody be afraid to say what they really feel around you, because you're so strict about it, right? That you don't tolerate, you know, any other point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it's it's the same reason uh, we have people in our church who are involved in interfaith. Mm-hmm. Um, dialogue, dialogue. Uh, mm-hmm. and ecumenical dialogue, and th- those people are, you know, they're not they're not they're arguing about yeah. things. They're they're trying to find common ground. They're trying to find, you know, things in society that we can all work on together to make mm-hmm. to make a better world. Um, you don't you don't have to agree on absolutely every every scrap of right, dominant. but at at some point, um, the the one the one thing that that, that you never give on, in on is is something that you you know is is true and is is a firm belief, where you say, well, I guess it's just whatever anybody believes, because you hear that a lot. You know, right. The, the relati- you do you. The, the relativity of of faith, mm-hmm. if that works for you. Right. You know, this is what works for me. You know, you know, I go run five miles. Okay. Well, you just ran five miles and. Maybe made you feel better. Uh-huh. That, that's fine, but that's not. That's not why I believe in God, right? Because it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does. Mm-hmm. It does make me feel better to know there's. I mean, there are so many times when I've said to my wife, well, "What would we do in this situation? Not just our own personal situation, but any situation in the world, if we didn't believe in God." What? That is becoming clearer and clearer day by day. Turn where right? What what would we do? I mean, you would be bereft. Like wow, right? And I think almost it becomes um, cognitive dissonance that you just can't process. Mm -hmm. So then, what happens is your kids are left on their own to navigate this because this is all happening too fast, and you can't keep up with it. And but with your faith, you can call your priest, you can call your RE director, uh, and we've got so many churches locally, you, and you connect with other people, and you find something that you can just gives you a space to, like, I need to draw this back to God. Mm-hmm. And when I hear from, from young adults about, well, you know, the church has just got to shift with the times. No, actually, the church's job is to comment on the, the issues of the day. That's the purpose of the church, to turn it around. So what that demands is that we get to know our faith better, which is like, great, now I've got something else to do. But I would offer that that's one of the positives of the Internet, because you can access things, the radio with Patrick Madrid and Drew Mariani and everything else on Relevant Radio, and you, of course, and your show, and, and that's really important. But the we can find the resources to find the answers, and just even Google. It. But I mean, that puts you to the resources of is EW2N. Do they have a video on it? And just one thing leads to another because we know it says in the Bible, when you seek, you will find. When you seek me, you will find me. And yep. so when we put the effort out, God doesn't is not going to leave yep. us. Knock and the door will be answered. And that's the biggest thing when you're talking about with your wife. If we didn't have God, who do we turn to? We'd be in this mess alone. Right, 
right? And he's just like, wait, wait, turn to me. I've got resources, people, ideas. And we've all seen that how many times, especially it's almost like multiple times a day we face something. How do we handle this as parents? And not just parents to our own children, but other people's children that cross our paths in any number of ways. We are... We're supposed to back up their parents. We're supposed to back up what's right. We're supposed to present God to them. And if we don't, if we undermine their parents and undermine what God wants, we have done the ripple effect is huge when you don't back up what is moral and right and hold that line against everything that's that's coming at them. And sometimes they will present it with a lot of energy and a lot of anger. And they're just basically depositing what they've been handed and they're trying to figure out well i've got to like emotionally barf on you so that i can get all this out can you see through that to help me sort through it Mm -hmm. and this is a part of parenting that has not existed before because it's always been kind of constrained so to speak there's always been boundaries and everything a parent Mm -hmm. had to deal with in raising kids and now it's and it's happening so quickly that parents are just like wow how many how many opponents do i have here and in different ways that things are just unraveling in which way and so seeing but when you see parents as when they see themselves as god's heart and hands in the world we make god tangible to our children and it's it's the smallest thing of, of recognizing what's around you. What are you doing with your time? What sucks up your time? If you're going to be on your phone, if that's how you decompress, what are you looking at? Mm-hmm. What are you what are you diving into? What are you preparing yourself for? Or Lord, guide me. What, you know what's coming tomorrow. Help me prepare. Yep. And how many how many of us have had things show up on our algorithm on YouTube? I didn't search on that. I, I didn't I didn't know anything about this priest. I didn't know anything about this part of our, our faith and this doctrine. And all of a sudden it just pops up. Well, then we need it within a couple of weeks. Wow, that was perfect timing. So when we even just search him out in our lives, then we create avenues that he then can um, to encounter us with. Mm-hmm. And then also I would say the biggest thing is getting back to mass, but getting back to it in a different way. As parents, if we go with that, this is where we encounter God in the most tangible way in our faith, in the Eucharist, right? And and we know with the Eucharistic revival or renewal that's going on that, what is it, 70% of Catholics don't believe in the real presence. Okay, so you may not believe it, but go back on your knees to mass. Lord, I'm here. Lord, I need you. I need your help. How do I do this? How do I navigate it? And we know he's not going to leave us stranded. Yeah, I mean, you can you can talk any way you want about the the real presence. If if somebody truly doesn't believe it, they don't believe it, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's not it's not a it's not a judgment call about them. Something in them, whether whether it's recent or old or whatever, Um, and 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 I, I know people who. Say well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I really believe that. They still have great reverence mm-hmm. for the Eucharist because they believe it's symbolic of the mm-hmm. body and blood of Jesus. You know, and I'm not going to say it doesn't make a difference. It does make a difference. It does it very definitely does because it very you know when when I say people say well I believe it is the body and blood of Christ. I'll take it one step further. I believe when you I think when you say I believe it is. There's a window of doubt there. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it is the body and blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a truth. And it doesn't matter if I believe it, it matters. It matters to me. Mm-hmm. But it, 
it's still the body and blood of Christ, whether or not I believe it there is. There you go. It's not That's like, it. It, oh, well, if you want to believe it is, fine. If you don't want to believe it is, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what it is. It is what you think it is. No, it is what it is. It's a fact that that's the body and blood of Christ. It's one step higher than a belief. Interesting. There's, there's a fact. You're right. Like, like the the moon's gravity and the Earth's gravity. The, right. That's a fact. Right. Whether you believe it is or not, it's a fact. Yes. And when I say, well, I believe the ma- the moon has probably got 20 elements that don't exist on Earth. Well, that's a supposition. It might be true. It might not be true. But the fact is, it either does or it doesn't. Right. <laughs> you know, their belief doesn't the, change the, the fact. The belief is one one level below right. the fact, and then, you know, you do your thing, I do my thing, is another level below that. But interesting, you, that's an interesting distinction you make because we've brought in you do your thing, I do my thing into the fact, like it's going to change. Well, I don't believe it's the real presence. From what I understand, what you're saying is that doesn't change the fact exactly. because someone doesn't believe it. It yeah. still is. That's true. Period. And and uh, when, when I say I believe this, it 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 it's sort of it doesn't quite get there. Mm-hmm. When I say it is the body and blood of Christ, whether I believe it or not, it's, it's a higher level you, in, in my mind. But, you, interesting. You bring to light somehow that we've made it um, a distinction because someone doesn't believe it. That maybe changes the fact when mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, doesn't. it doesn't matter if there's not one person in the world that believes it's the, the real presence. Right. It still is. It still is. It still is. You know, it's not It's not a majority vote. Yes. Um, f- you, you can't vote on any fact. It's a scientific fact. True. People say, well, if you can't prove it, it's not scientific fact. That's not true. It, when, you, when you're able to prove something, as scientists have done mm-hmm. over the years, and, and, and in many cases when it has to do with the cosmos, not, not only are they, are, are they adding to the knowledge, right. in many cases it's changing the knowledge. It's like, whoa. Yes. What I learned at UC Davis in astronomy class decades ago Right. Much of it is now provably wrong. Right. I mean, just wrong. Right. You know, it's like, wow. We thought this was, but they were teaching it as fact. Yes. But it, it truly wasn't. When I was in college in the early 80s, the smallest particles of material were protons, neutrons, and electrons. And we now have the technology to look inside them. We've gone two layer the quarks and all of that. We've gone deeper. When we said those are the smallest, we could describe the size and so on and so forth. And now we know that there's particles inside of that that are smaller yet. Yeah, yeah. And 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 they taught it as fact. This is the smallest there is. This is the smallest there is. It's the smallest it could possibly be. Right. So, yeah. But, you know, the church does need to change with the times. Uh, A priest should drive a car and not ride a horse to mass. <laughs> you can have electric light bulbs in the church right. as opposed to just candlelight. You can still right. have candlelight, you still right. have candles. So it can change with the times like that. Mm-hmm. It it can it can change in a way if 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 they actually find something that they were teaching mm-hmm. but uh, upon great review by Nah, that's not exactly. We think the translation was wrong there, mm-hmm. you know, and so we're you know we're going to update the translation as we learn will. more. Right, as we learn more, we, we've we've looked at ancient 
text, and we've, right. we've really found that that word really meant this. Mm-hmm. It's something similar, but it's a little bit different. Right. You know, and, and you'll see people do that, you know, intellectuals, and, and, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But in, in terms of changing with the times, um, I, I, you never, my dad always said, don't, don't speak to, about the mind of God. You'll get, in, you'll, you'll get on thin ice real fast. Right. Because you will. But God is certainly, uh, he's the same forever, but at the same time, he, he knows what we're doing now. We're talking on a microphone. Mm-hmm. We didn't have microphones at the time of Jesus. We didn't have radio. Right. You know, we didn't have cars to drive to work. We didn't have, we didn't have electricity. We, we, but yet he saw it all and was able to create scripture and lead us in creating that, the Bible. The, uh, that scripture that 2,000 years later is it's still right on the money. Right. Yeah, you can't you can't find anything where people say especially with with you know the the stories about Jesus or the actual words of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You can't find anything that you go, "Oh, well that just that worked back then, but that wouldn't work today." Completely completely works today. Right. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Love one another as I love you. Mhm. Perfect, simple Short sentences that a third grader could understand. This is my body. This is my body, and and mm-hmm. see, uh, and and I'm sure you know as, as we're we're into the Eucharistic revival, which I think is I think is real important. I'm really glad yes. that they're doing it, um, and it's it's not to try to browbeat anybody uh, or, or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that that concern that wow, this is a, a, a core belief mm-hmm. here, and and we have a fair number of people who don't believe it. Forget about the rest of society that's not even Catholic, right? may or may not believe it i would presume a lot of them don't or if Mm -hmm. if they did believe it i would think they would be catholic but um and people can say well that uh, you know i i I believe it's a symbol i believe in jesus i believe jesus died for my sins and i believe it's a symbol Uh, to me the the way to approach it and i think that's what the church is doing is 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 really going over those words Mm -hmm. you know from from the last supper take this this is my body take this this is my blood um, it will be given, you know. And the fact that some, when some of the disciples beyond the apostles left, and and Jesus said to them, "Are you going to go too?" And they, who was it? That was it John that said, "Where would we go, Lord?" So yeah, he doubled down. Yeah, and and there, as as they initially tried to spread that, mm-hmm. there was there was there was pushback. There, there was, was resistance. Like what? Is yes. Truly, the body and blood. Are, are right. You, are you kidding me? You know, there was pushback. Mm-hmm. But it, it survived mm-hmm. for two thousand years. Mm-hmm. Very rare uh, an untruth survives for two thousand years. Very rare. Very nothing else stands the test of time. Yeah. Like good and, literature, and it doesn't stand you know, the I've test gone of over time. Those words thousands of times, mm-hmm. and looking for a not because I want it, but just looking for an opening for to say, okay, it's Anything. just a symbol. Okay, I understand. Now, now I understand where you're coming from. It's probably right. not going to change my belief here, but uh, I know where you're coming from. He doesn't say, do this. This represents my body. Right. Uh, do this in memory of me. People can say, ah, see, see, that that means it's a commemoration. It's not a... Right. Not. But he, sa- he says very clearly... I got the recording. This <laughs> uh-huh. is my body. This is my blood. Right. I, 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 you, you can't rearrange those words in any order no. that to make it something that it's not. And 
and that's what it is. You I can see the influence of what they've called the cafeteria Catholic, where you can pick and choose what you want to believe. Yeah. And um, because when you do that, when you when the church, when that's opened up at all, that it, everything is open to interpretation. When this really never is, and so I would offer that one possible solution is I'm going to believe it because the church has said it, because Jesus said it, and the church has maintained it, stood the test of time, like you said. But do I like? Have I had the experience of it? No, in the beginning. But I'm going to go, Lord, I, I depend on what you say. So I'm going to show up and believe it. And I'm going to ask and seek for that experience. Because as a soul-wise, a, a inner communion, what he's really bringing, it was only intellectual in the beginning. Yeah. But then when we persist, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep showing up and doing my part. And I'm going to ask, seek, and knock. And now it's such a profound experience, I can barely make it back to the pew before I drop to my knees yeah. and I'm weeping. It's like I get it, I'm experiencing it. And if I had just stopped at the intellectual, like I know it, but I don't believe it because I don't feel it, I don't feel anything in the beginning. But you've said it, I'm going to believe you, Lord, so I'm going to keep doing it. And now it's because I kept asking, seeking, knocking. Now it's there. Now the inner communion is there. Yeah, and, and I would. I, I think that's that's the uh, what I would say to people who don't believe it, or 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 fifty fifty or whatever you want to say. Right. Um, they haven't fully accepted it. You know, um, you've showed me my birth certificate and it's got your name on it, my name on it. I think you're my mom, but I'm right. not convinced or whatever. Right, because I don't remember. You. Yes. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, it's, it's it's not a matter of proof as much as exactly what we're talking about. Get on your knees or sit in your chair, go in your closet, right. as Jesus says, right. and say, you know, I'm having trouble with this one. Mm -hmm. You know my heart. Right. I could lie to you and say, I completely believe in the real mm -hmm. presence because I know I'm supposed to. Right. And so I'm going to say I do. And I'll never go out in the world and say I don't, you know, right. because that... that would not, go against not, what you told that, me that would be harmful to the faith perhaps right um but just the two of us sitting here in this room lord i'm having trouble with it and you know i am i right. can't lie to you and i can't lie to myself that's the one thing you can never do is lie to yourself you right. can't you know what you actually believe right you can say i want to believe i wanted this other thing and, and and just say this is the knocking on the door Mm -hmm. Just say, Jesus, God, I need help with this. So I need help with this. Have we intertwined belief with experience? The belief is believing what Jesus said. I'm going to believe what Jesus said. That's it. That's the only thing that that's all that's in that box. Beyond that, it's the inner communion with him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The difference is we've, we've intertwined. Because I haven't had the spiritual experience of that, I don't believe it. So since I've decided I don't believe it, I'm not going to try to have the spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. When really the belief is much narrower than what we're allowing to be in there. Believing is, do you believe what Jesus said? Yeah. Do you believe the church that he created and what the church has said? That's all that matters. Jesus said it, so I believe it, right? Yeah. And, he, and then if you believe that, then he says... Everything you just said about going into your closet and seek, knock, find, and the and and the the image we use is the door, and there's a doorknob on one side, and we have to open the door. That's where the spiritual experience comes in, but the belief 
is actually much narrower and we've added things to it that you can pick and choose and believing is actually based on experience when they're not they're very different and so as parents when we have that gosh i'm i'm muddled in the brain and i can't figure that out and i need to go into the closet and and pray about it and and sort it out and and make that and, and make that connection with the lord then we as god's heart and hands we don't have to have it all figured out for our children but they watch us and they know like we were talking about earlier they know if we if we really walk our talk and so if we are searching they know that too and the father we know is the most is, is backs up and has the most influence for the children's continual spiritual growth after they leave the home the mother provides the example but the father provides a validation that they carry forth and what is it if the father practices the faith 80 percent of the time the children will but if it's just the mother and the father's not like yeah i'll let i'll let her do it it's it's a very small percentage of the time that they continue in the faith Yeah, you take the kids to mass i'm like 49ers are playing right. at 10 this morning they're right. back east right yeah. but if we as parents see see ourselves and understand that we are carrying the burden of the faith we are carrying the burden of what jesus said jesus said it, and that's all i need I'm, I can't pick and choose. I can't pick and choose what Jesus told me is right, what is real, what, what's truth. I, how do I, how can I, that's assuming that I can know the mind of God. In fact, I ended up in a debate with a young adult just recently about what God meant to do and what God was doing. And we can't know what, well, God knew that. So he did that. Then why did you, we don't know that, but it's a mystery to us. And I said, you can pray for the wisdom to understand until then, Jesus said it, and that's all I need to know. Yeah, and, and you know, there, there, there are things where, I mean, I guess logic or science or so would tell you, well, it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense that, that you could consecrate this and it would change from ordinary bread and ordinary wine into the body and blood if somebody mm-hmm. lived 2,000 years ago. There, there are a lot of things out there, not in the faith, but in other areas that don't make sense either, but they just happen to be true. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you can't can't figure out how, how right? You know, a million things. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, the 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 birth of a child from conception to birth—it's like wow. there's so many miracles going on there. Things that and it's you, repeatable. The next pregnancy, yeah, it you, happens again. You Everything's absolutely, in... you know, science has tried to explain it, but to actually say why why does this and this two separate individual things that can do nothing on their own combine to make a human being. Oh right. my, oh my gosh. And try, where, and try where doing that out in nature somewhere. Try and to, where the uh, elbow is in the same place every time. Yeah. Most every time. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, let's see, let's, let's, uh, take the watermelon and a rock and let's make a goat <laughs> out of it. Uh, you know, it's like, no, this is not going to happen. Right. You know, it's like, wow. It's, you know, and, 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 and all those things, um, and you look at you look at all the words of Jesus. I think every single word Jesus spoke is important. People say, "Well, this is the this is the important part," or "This is the right. this then, is the part you got to think about." I you know I mean I remember uh, I think it was Pope Francis in Rio de Janeiro at, at uh, Youth World Youth Day mm-hmm. said, "I know you guys are busy, so read Matthew twenty five. <laughs> just read Matthew twenty five uh-huh. and do it." You know, and there's an awful lot in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in Matthew twenty five, there just is. And, but, but I, I got to think that, you know, you go, okay, the, the miracle of Cana, you know, okay, big deal, you know, well, no, you know, Mary said, you know, do what he tells you. And, mm-hmm. and, 
um, there, there, there's a lot in the miracle at, at Cana. Mm-hmm. Mo- to me, the biggest thing was there was a miracle. Mm-hmm. And I know UC Davis has a great enology program, winemaking program. They haven't figured out how to do that. <laughs> have not figured I mean, they would love to be able to oh, take some well water. That's and, right. <laughs> and turn it to fine wine. Yes. They would love to be able to do that. Right. And, and the, the fact is, they're not even trying. They're not trying. I mean, they they're, they're watering grapes. Right. <laughs> they are, ultimately, that water will be... Ch- so Jesus just, just accelerated the process. You can make wine out of water. Mm-hmm. Except try I, try planting a grapevine and don't water it. True, you're not going to get wine. So, and that wine is going to be I don't know what percent, ninety eight percent water probably. Somebody mm-hmm. at, at UC Davis is rolling their eyes right now. Like, right, it's not right. It's actually but, right. But so, wine does come from water. A bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Jesus just did a little quicker than most people did, mm-hmm. and he didn't do it with any grapes. He just did it with water. Right. So. Right. Um, so there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot in the transfiguration. There's a lot in so many things mm-hmm. in the Bible. The, the Good Samaritan story. The the and the, as you get older, it unpacks. Story. It, it unpacks different ways as you get older yeah. and you have new and experiences. You see more. I, there's so many stories that uh, that I love. So many gospels that I love, and yet. When I hear them again, mm-hmm. because we do repeat them, right? I go, well, I heard that that prodigal son story just a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I heard about tears in the father's eyes. I don't remember that the last time I heard it, right? Or, or he's actually going out and looking for, you know, right? Uh, the, just just different things that you pick up. No, nothing that that challenged what you heard previously, but something that added to it. Mm-hmm. And all those stories, all those words. Are really important, mm-hmm. really important in their in their own way. You can say, well, this this verse is way more important than that verse. Maybe, maybe not. I think they're all important. I think uh, otherwise, why would Jesus have, have spoken them? Why would they be in the good right. book? That's a good point. Um, Nothing is you know, as like like oh well, that was just irrelevant. Jesus was just at at the ball game eating a hot dog, and he was just having. I a good think time. then it, that's almost the uh, that's pride coming in to sort yeah. out what sort was out, meaningful. Yeah. I'm, I'm a no. scholar I'm for a all of humanity yeah. to be to be the living word for all of humanity and all of time. How dare we say, well, that that wasn't useful that Jesus yeah, and, and, did you know, that? And, and not to um, diminish scholars, which we need, and, mm-hmm. and interpreters of, of of the Bible and etc. Um, to, to really open our minds as to mm-hmm. what this might mean. There's just not a story there that is not really understandable to mm-hmm. just about all human beings, you know. Right. I mean, they're they're very understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I like that term, plain simple English. Uh, they mm-hmm. weren't they weren't originally written in English, no. but um, they are very easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're hard to do, like give that person that's tormenting you the shirt off your back Mm -hmm. love your enemy which i think is one of the hardest things to do Mm -hmm. and is is routinely ignored Mm -hmm. by the most faithful of people but we know that that is the most powerful force that god created is love is to love on them because it, it can undo and change humanity to change the course of of history i mean otherwise it's the hatfield and mccoy's it goes on forever 
they did this to us. We're going to even the score. Once we even the score, okay, if they want to talk, but we're even in the score first. Right, and and that just doesn't work. We that know that. How, how, how much longer are we going to do this before we? Oh, that that's still not working. Yeah, you know, it's just yes. But yes. it's but it's it's hard. But anybody with a brain can say, yeah, if we did that, it would probably work. But right. I don't want to do it. I'm too mad at them. Mm-hmm. And, it, and and then we can in that moment. We're not expected to be perfect at it. We're not expected to go. Oh, okay. I'll just drop all my anger and and no. We can take it to the cross with that intensity, with that anger, fear, all of that, justifiably whatever our emotion is, because they really did harm us. You know, went out of their way, so on and so forth. Well, we can take it to God in prayer and say, "Here it is. Help." me with it yeah i i have i have i mean mean, i you know you like to think everybody had a perfect life and then nobody ever never did you wrong or you never did somebody wrong and and you you those times when you were having trouble you know okay i'll forgive them i don't ever want to see them again if they cross my path i'm not going to say hi you know but i forgive them it's just words right you know do you really forgive them are they right. whole in your mind? And, and I think on the human side, we almost can't. We almost don't have the capacity. And I would offer that possibly we really don't. And that's where the divine has to come in. And we, that's I mean, where you have to ask for help. That's we do because yeah. we really don't forgive. Because when we do that, the couple of times we've been able to like go into it and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to sit here with this and I'm just going to keep, because we, we take it back. Here, Lord, here's my anger. And then our hands just curl up and we take it back. But I'm still, you know, upset about this and there's this. And when we do it, we keep sitting with it, just keep, and then ask for help. I'm really having trouble letting go of this. And he will. He always shows up. He's not going to leave us alone in this. The door will be opened. Yes, yes. Even if we're banging on it. (laughs) <laughs> but he will honestly i can say when there's that anger and and it's and sometimes it's righteous anger what here it is and i'm going to sit here till you show me what you want me to do and sometimes it comes as understanding what their what was behind their actions oh wow i had no idea yeah. oh i interpreted it wrong and that's one of the failings of texting but sometimes it's just people did something really bad they did sometimes i mean they did you uh, sometimes yeah you're you're right there there can be misunderstandings or you you heard something and it just hit you wrong and they didn't really mean it that way right um emails are especially notorious for that or text messages yes i need to see you asap (gasps) ah yeah and the boss sent you that note and you're like oh you're upset why are you upset what did i do really i just said i needed to talk to you yeah that's all i said right And I'd like to see you right away because I've got a meeting in five minutes, so I'd like yeah. to see you right away. Right. You know, and it's like, but you, you get defensive and you fire back and you don't need to shout. Right. <laughs> but what, what happens when, and typically it's family, when they go out of their way, because they're the ones that have the inroads to us different than, than you know, uh, they have emotional inroads. They know our sensitive spots. And sometimes some people put their golf shoes on and they come trampling through yeah. our heart. And what is it we're called to do? Well, we know the cycle. We can continue the cycle. I've seen it generationally in, in, in my husband's family. Oh, Lord. And every single, just every generation over and over again. But when someone steps up and says, I'm not going to engage this time. I'm going to do something different. I don't know what it's going to be. But I'm going to pray about it. And I'm going to bring God into it. Sometimes just that act, it, and nobody knows what to do. They're standing there like, well, we, we're, so, we're so used to the, to the fight. 
I'm not doing it. I'm not well, participating and, and, anymore. You know, the, the, uh, I suppose that one, one of the harder ones, too, is it's frequently not one thing that you're holding on right, to. Right, there's a history. It's a whole, well, it's just a whole, it's just the way they treat you. Right. And, 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 and it doesn't change. You've, you've forgiven, and you're saying, right. okay, from this day forward, the slate's wiped clean. Right. And then they do it again and again right. and again and again. And you're like, well, okay, I forgave him, and that didn't didn't do me any good. Uh-huh. And, you know, what do you do then? What, what do you do, do then when it's a repeated pattern? Yeah, and that's what it, that's what it frequently is. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, whether it's within a family, a coworker, a neighbor, mm-hmm. um, someone that you have constant contact with, mm-hmm. um, you your forgiveness. There's no guarantee it's going to change their behavior. Sometimes it doesn't change a thing. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't change, change it at all. Change a thing. You know? Right. And so, and so that's when that, that, that's when it's just a huge challenge because you you know right. you're, you're like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna forgive and then it's gonna be everything's gonna be rosy. No, and I'm and, not even tolerable. And that's yeah. when I take it into prayer, going, okay, Lord, um, what do you want me to do? This is bigger than me. I don't know what to do. Yeah, and I think that's that's the key. I think you just hit it. Is this is bigger than me? Mm-hmm. And when it comes right down to it, everything is bigger than us. It just mm-hmm. is. And we need help all along the way. And, right. And there's just one place to get the help. It is. And he does say, that's what's so good. He's, he does say, knock, seek. I will be there. I will help you. So just like going back to the Eucharist, it's like, Lord, I believe it because you said it, but I'm not getting it below the, below the ears. I'm, I'm not getting it. I don't. But I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep coming here. And doing this because you said it's real. And I'm going to keep chipping away at the iceberg until I get there. And it's it's taken a really long time. But was that part of the, what he intended for me? I want you to dive deeper. I want you to keep striving because I developed the, the strength in my faith. And now I can find it somewhere else. I can bring that faith to other situations. Yeah. And then, but also I've noticed because I did that, there are some relationships he's brought into or revealed by this consistency of the antagonism and the anger. And I don't know if he's behind it or the enemy's behind it, but the fact is I can't get away from it. Yeah. And I have to just keep going back to him. Shield me, guide me, give me wisdom. What do you want me to do? And I've really come to understand that sometimes it's the process of us staying connected to him because he's really trying to get to them. And we're just out of our faith, I'm staying engaged yep. with the Lord, not looking to change that person because certainly I don't even want to be talking to them because <laughs> of the harm that they're bringing. Yeah. But he's like, you're all I've got, and I'm trying to get to them through you. Through you, yeah. Right. And so what I've come to understand, and I don't know if it's kind of equipped to say, well, he's 62 million short, and so the rest of us have to do double duty, <laughs> you know, because he's trying to get to everyone. Yep. He's, he wants to bring everybody back to him. He doesn't well, want to lose you know, anybody. It's, it's the reason dictators go after religion very early in their reign. Yes. Is they know that that's something in the people's mind that will always be greater than them. Yes. And will hamper their ability to stay in power. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they don't like, you look at, you look at all the, the really totalitarian governments in the history of the world. They went after religion mm-hmm. right time, away, big mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because it's 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 a real threat. I frequently went after Christianity, mm-hmm. but but we we're not alone mm-hmm. in persecution. But they they see 
religion, believing in in, in a, a, a greater source, a, a higher mm-hmm. power, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, however you want to call it, um, a different set of rules, mm-hmm. even you know the the Ten Commandments, the uh, and and the Bible, of course, is is way more than the Ten Commandment. It's mm-hmm. it's not just a bunch of rules to right. follow. Um, the rules are all based on love as well, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you love for your fellow man, love for God, um, and 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 those things. I mean, the dictators know right off the bat they're a false god. Mm-hmm. They are. They're a false god, and they know it. They're trying to step into the yeah, into the and, place and, to control. And here you got uh, Bob and Jane, and they're believing they believe in God more than they believe in me. Right. You know. Right. And so. That's what they go after, right? And so, and anybody who believes in it, we're gonna we're gonna hang you, shoot you, crucify you, right. put you in prison. We're gonna cancel you, cancel you exactly. Right, right. And and they said, um, the, I just heard it on was it relevant radio this morning talking about um, ch- kids today, growing up, they want to be a social media star, they sure. want to have the likes. So, because they've been groomed, so to speak, and the, they want to have people like them. Well, I see where the Lord's going to work through that, you know, and you're bringing people to the Lord and so on. And that's one of the best things is it's the internet is an, a way for people in despair. You can Google, God, I need help. And the things that come up are resources. And, and that's an opening. If that's your prayer is to actually Google that, get me through this God, he'll show up. Because people have already, he's already used other people to create articles and so on, pictures right. with uh, the scripture on it, or, or YouTube. You can go and he'll, stuff will show up. And so I would offer that while this is, that feels like the, the, the tide is rising, at the same time, God's got more to get to us with. As while we have entered into thinking, well, because I don't believe in the Eucharist being real, then it's not. No, actually, it still is. But he'll take what he can work with, right? right? He'll take what we give him and 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 work with it. No matter how small, he can take the one pixel on the screen. That's all he needs. And if there's none, the fact that we turn the whole thing over to him going, this is bigger than me. I got nothing. You know, and so many of my prayers start with, really? This now? Yeah. Because, and I'm recognizing a lot of my friends were recognizing, because we will turn to him he uses us more. He puts us into the situation with the person in the grocery store that's despairing, somebody that breaks down in front of them. My brother is one. People run off the road in front of him. People choke in front of him. The old yeah. folks in the motorhome break yeah. down in front of him because he always will help people. Yeah, he help. Yeah. Right, right. So, and the Lord orchestrates it. And I'm noticing it's actually a family gene. I've got it and my daughter's got it. People, these things happen right in front of them where then they're called to just be present as a human being. Like, hey, I'm just staying here next to you. I can help. I'll just buy my presence and calming. And and I think with the, the, the everything that's going on in the social media and the canceling the, for the fear of being canceled, it's like, why well, I, I can't stand up for my rights. And, and, I've, and I've had people, a few people cross my paths, which have got the hat on, 1973, and they are just looking wow, Lord, I don't know that I want to engage. I'm going to pray about it. What do you want me to do? Because this is a soul you want to reach. And so with that, that, that in Colossians 3.11, part of it, it says, there is only Christ. And through the, the sandstorm that it feels like we're in sometimes, which way is up? Where are our shepherds? Guide me. Where is the scripture? What do I do? Take post-it notes, put them around your house, and either put the simple words on them, gratitude, faith, joy, or find a scripture 
everything from your when you're brushing your teeth in the morning it's on the mirror on the refrigerator we've got all the other things on the refrigerator the, the art our kids did 25 years ago put a post-it note in there that says bear with one another colossians 313 it just plants the seed and nurtures the seed put a post-it note in your car uh, what first thessalonians 516 always be joyful well, that's really hard to do. With Always? Always. That's really hard to do. However, how do I take it into my day? Can I make my response to the, the, the grumpy fill-in-the-blank? I cannot be joyful before I have a cup of coffee in the morning. Okay. I, and that may have been a little asterisk on it. I didn't look the footnote I in the Bible. I think it was in the footnotes. I think, I think it was. I people think it was. Know, you know, there's only so much people room. People to avoid me. <laughs> That's why. (laughs) Well, that helps. That helps. I recover quickly, but do do they? Do they? That's the important part. We have we have one we have one daughter who is very talkative in the early morning when she gets up. Oh, that's me. She doesn't come wake us up, but but she just wants to talk about her day ahead. Uh huh. Yesterday. Maybe maybe even something some encounter with somebody that that she misinterpreted or, or something great that happened or she just likes to talk in the, in right. the early morning and it's like I'm just sitting in my chair in the living room just kind of comatose and and yes yeah, honey uh uh-huh, honey uh uh-huh, honey okay uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yes yes my daughter actually put the cup of coffee by her bed before she went to bed you know when they're high oh, school college that. yeah that way before she's her feet have hit the floor she's already prepped because she knows when she by the time she sees me i've already been to early morning mass I know people that have a like a I, I don't know what it is it's a coffee alarm clock i mean it's like it starts the coffee perking when yes. the alarm goes off yeah you so the go, smell wow. is there actually right it should start the coffee about 10 minutes before the alarm goes off it should yes but, uh, yes and by the time she <laughs> would see me i had already been to early morning mass and so i'm really yeah. perky and just like all you know you're you're basically high on god you know, yeah. you're just joyful and the world hasn't hit yet. And you've been in that really sacred space and you're like, everything is good. I'm loving everybody. This is good. And she's like, yep. can, can you give me a sip here? I just yeah. need some space. <laughs> really? So I actually would come home and I actually set the timer to not talk to her for an hour because in my mind, I got my mind's I'm just popping. It's like, no, I'll wait till the timer goes. She needs that time. She's recognized it. And that's the um, the uh, Galatians 6-2. Carry each other's burdens. That is how to keep the law of Christ. Hmm. So while it's small, they're burdened, you know, like what you're describing is, you know, she's not quite happy and perky in the morning the way I am. So I can carry her burden and make space for what she needs because we love them. And ultimately, is that what Mother Teresa said? It's how we love. It's not what we do. And I actually have the magnet on my refrigerator of her words. It's not what we do. It's how we do it, how much love we put in it. So can we respond to somebody that's just, you know, we all have the scenarios. Can we respond to them with love or just that space of not, sometimes the most loving thing we can do is not react. Yeah. You yeah. know? So the note in the, on the food in the refrigerator, this is mine, do not eat, underlined, that's not okay. <laughs> um, I, I, whoa, baby, there's a lot there. I don't know. Because there's history behind that, why they that's had right. to put there. And they're probably right. doing it because it did get this eaten. This is my leftover yes. pizza. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Oh, gosh. I, I, when they were teenagers, I had to do that because the oh, teenage they, boy. They come, well, they, well, they come home from soccer practice or something and they remember that they put a couple pieces of pizza in the fridge and they kind of yes. put it in the back and wrap yes. it in foil and where's my pizza oh my gosh yeah. i remember those teenage years and then he would bring his friends over and i literally would just like i wanted to put a trough down the middle oh, of the table yeah. it was easier 
why put it in bowls? I'll just kind of put it all out there and y'all just feed. Yeah. Because they can just inhale, just oh, inhale the calories. Boys. They do. They've just like they're if they're well, awake. They're growing. They're growing they're too. Are. You forget. And when when you get to a certain age, you you think of calories as they're gonna you're gonna gain weight. You know, when when you're a teenager, I mean, a lot of those calories are going into growing right physically growing we know if they don't have enough calories they they can be shorter than oh, yeah. what they were intended yeah. to be and so in uh, james chapter 1 verse 5 and 6 any of you who lacks wisdom must ask god who gives to all generously but the prayer must be made with faith hmm. that is so important the prayer must be made yeah, with I'm, faith i'm not i don't really believe in god but i'm just gonna try this out uh-huh. Because some people told me, well, if you pray this prayer, it'll work, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I don't believe in God, so therefore, but I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm desperate. My knee hurts, you know. I'm, right. I'm going to try it. Doesn't work because you don't have faith. <laughs> yes. Although, and is that what might, Jesus God said? God just might trick you. To the, to he the... might trick you, and by golly, your knee gets better, and now you do have faith. And how many times did Jesus say for the difference of the, the cripple that was by the pool, do you have faith? Do you believe? Didn't he? He asked before when he was going to heal people, do you yeah. believe? And it really gives us insight into our belief makes a difference in how much he can work in our lives. Yeah. And so I would offer that kind of in the big picture, we're going through a spiritual renewal on a humanity level, not just within the church. Right. And it's really great. I looked at the USCCB website. It's already there. It's great. There's videos, there's material. And so go expose yourself and we all think that if we're going to watch a video we need to watch it no put it on on your phone in the car because as a tutor i'm in the car every hour in the afternoons and i can listen to a lot i don't need to see their face and if they talk about something i can look at it later but i can still get the words and i can replay it over and over again so wherever we are whatever our station is in life we can create that opening for god to to swoop in and for us to bring our faith but I would offer that in the Eucharist, we believe it because he said it. Because how mm -hmm. dare we say, oh, no, Jesus, I, I, you said it, but I don't really believe it. No, I'm going to believe it, but I haven't had the experience of it. They're actually two different things. Sure. And if we, if we pray, Lord, you told me it's here, I want the experience. Because I didn't get good catechesis. They didn't help me get from the head to the heart with the Eucharist. But I'm here because you've said it. And I'm going to keep knocking on the door. Like um, the Big Bang Theory, when he kept knocking, Penny, Penny. Penny, Penny, or whatever her name was, and just knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking. <laughs> That's what makes the difference. That's all he's looking for, and because that shows our focus and our intent. Indeed, Jane, so. always a, always a pleasure. Thank you. It was great to be here. Thanks so much. God bless you. God and bless your family, you too. And look forward to uh, seeing you again soon. Thank you. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless, and we'll talk to you again. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the, the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916 916- 
972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. This is James McCormick, President and CEO of the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. To the cross I look And to the cross I cling its suffering I do drink Of its work I do sing On it must save you Both bruised and crushed Showing that God is love And God is just
cross I'm reconciled 